Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my Good Nanny Radio. MGN Radio. The best show on Blog Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to MGN Radio Podcast. My name is Coffee and today is Friday and we are super excited because we're chatting with Brittany King, career coach and um, senior recruiter and human resources professional. And y'all know how I always do. I give everybody their fabulous MGN introduction. So I'm really, really, really excited. Today is May 26th. And it's Memorial Day weekend. It's starting. So I know everybody is so excited about the weekend. But guess what? I have some more exciting news. Dare to Aspire is coming to Houston, our conference that, you know, we do every year in Atlanta. And now we're deciding to, you know, they do it bigger in Texas. So we said, hey, let's go to Texas. And we're going to be honoring some amazing, incredible women at our conference. We're going to have vendor booths, bloggers, brunch, and mimosas. So you can find out more about the conference at www.d2aspire.com. And Brittany King is one of the honorees because she is just, you know, killing it in the field of um, human resources. And um, we love just to really give back an honor some amazing women in business. Okay, so before I bring her on, you know I got to pay the bills. So we'll be right back in less than two minutes with Brittany King. Thanks. Hair Yum is the fastest growing vegan hair care product on the market. Hair Yum can transform your hair with one wash. Cleanse with no harsh chemicals, sulfates, or detergents. The Hair Yum collection is available now at HairYum.com. Take the challenge. Go vegan. Get Hair Yum at HairYum.com. That's H-A-I-R-Y-U-M.com. Your hair will thank you for it. Lipo7.com injections are compounded in the USA using only the highest quality materials. All of their nutritional compounds have been carefully formulated by doctors and an experienced compounding pharmacist and then tested for efficacy and safety. Go to their website now to order Lipo B12, HCG, and other weight loss injections. Lipo7.com. L-I-P-O, the number 7.com. Lipo7.com. All right, we are back live um, on MGM Podcast. Thank you for listening in. I always tell everybody to please make sure they get a pen and paper because we really drop and give a lot of gems during our show. Again, make sure you follow us at Dare to Aspire on Instagram and at My Good Nanny. Okay, so Brittany King, I'm so excited. She is a career coach with an extensive background as a senior recruiter and human resources professional. As the founder of the Career Collective, she seeks to help women get unstuck in their careers. Whether they're unemployed, underemployed, or in career transition, Brittany works with women to help them get from here to their dream career. Brittany has created a bold reputation for herself as a woman's workplace expert, due not only to her professional career journey, but also her commitment to helping women master the job process and discover the career of their dreams. Brittany is on a mission to empower women to to pursue their life's work. She's actually having an event in Houston on June 18th 
And um, she's going to talk about that as well as she's being honored at Dare to Aspire in Houston on June 25th. So let me connect her. Hold on. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I am fabulous. It's Friday. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm so excited. You know what? We got to give you your applause just because of all the great things. Thank you, my producer, for <laughs> we got to give her our applause. Okay, so let's get started. Like, talk about yourself and, like, how you even got started as a, as a um, career coach, an HR professional. Sure. So as the founder of the Career Collective, people often ask me that question. And it began with me being laid off about four years ago, and I was desperately looking for work. And I realized that I wasn't having any luck finding a job that I would enjoy. Um, So I decided to drink the water that I had been selling as I had been helping people find work as a recruiter and to use some out-of-the-box tactics to find my dream job. And I did just that. So after about, um, I would say about three weeks of being unemployed, I found my dream job working from home for a global recruitment firm um, and nearly tripled my salary in the process. And so when I was able to do that, I launched the Career Collective because I felt like there were so many other women who needed the tools um, and the strategies to equip them to be successful in the job search. So that's what brought me to where I am today. Wow, and I love it because, you know, a lot of people, Brittany, with this economy and, you know, just everything that's going on, a lot of people are getting laid off, getting, you know, separated from the company, and they feel like they're, it's over. How did you, like, what steps did you take, you know, once you got laid off, you know, I know you said, you know, you, you, you followed your dream and everything, but what what were some of the feelings that you had when you got laid off, and how did you overcome those feelings to be so successful? Yeah, so I was just weighted down with frustration. Um, I'm a single parent of two daughters, so I was frantic, you know, trying to figure out how to provide for them financially. Um, I was just really in a miry pit of depression, to be honest with you. And for me, it really started to shift. Things started to shift for me when I started to change my mindset, right? So one of the things that I teach to all of my clients is that we start with the mindset piece. So I always tell people you have to become irrationally optimistic about your job search, about your life, about things that you want to accomplish. And that's when the shift began to happen for me, when I switched my mindset and started thinking about, okay, what can I do to get myself out of this situation? And that's what really led to me finding my dream job. Wow, and I love that you said irrationally optimistic. Oh, that is a that is a tweet. I love it. <laughs> I love that, Brittany. Yeah. Okay, so you kind of, you know, you bounced back, you started, you know, you got laid off as a single mom, you got two girls. Oh my god, I got two girls too. Um, so you probably were like, Yeah, I gotta do something. For everybody that's listening, you know, online now or later Um, What do you think makes, you know, a person's resume or a person's, um, you know, just experience more appealing to employers to kind of improve their chances of getting rehired if they choose to go back to the workforce? 
Sure. So that's a question that I also get a lot. And for me, a lot of people, I re, so let me back up here. So I review hundreds of resumes, it feels like, um, in a month's time, just because that's my role as a senior recruiter. And a lot of people that I find, they will base their, their resume on what they've done, not necessarily where they want to go. So I think a big piece of advice that I would give is to tailor your resume to the job or the career that you would like to have, not necessarily what you've done. And you want to do that by utilizing an accomplishments-based resume versus a responsibilities-based resume. So a lot of people will, you know, write down what they did in their job, manage operations, or handle phone calls. You want to talk about what you accomplished, right? So what results did you get for the company? So that will help people stand out. Um, when I see people who have resumes that are accomplishment-based, it gets them out of the stack of applicants and into my stack of people that I want to connect with. So that would be a piece of advice that I would have. I like that accomplishment base. So you can now. Do you still um, tell people? Because I know back in the day when I was, you know, employed in corporate America, they always used to say, "Have one page, have a resume, one page." Do you is is that still applicable now um, in terms of your resume, keeping it one page? So you can go beyond that one page. I would say two pages is probably good. Um, I wouldn't go anything beyond two pages because a recruiter is only going to spend about five to ten seconds looking at your resume. So if they have too much information, they may just ignore it. But two pages is fine. You can definitely go beyond that one page. Now, if you get fired from a job, should you include that on your resume? Yes. So if you have extensive experience at a company um, and you were fired, I always say there has to be someone at that company that you can connect your future company with. So if they ask for a reference from that company, you can provide them maybe with another manager you work with or someone who can vouch for um, your credibility as a candidate, right? So you don't want to exclude that experience because it could be valuable in helping you get your next job. You just have to be intentional about how you relay that experience um, and have someone at that organization who can vouch for you as a candidate. And have somebody vouch for you. Okay, so keep it honest. And then find somebody who can vouch vouch for you. I love it. I love it. We're chatting with the founder of the Career Collective, Brittany King. Oh, this is, we're going to be talking a lot because jobs are so important. Now, you, in terms of the Career Collective, I know you're a senior recruiter and a career coach. For those who might not know, what is a career coach? Like, just <laughs> share what that means. Sure. So a career coach is someone who walks a job seeker through the process of getting gainful employment, right? So my motto at the Career Collective, specifically as a career coach, is I help you get from here to your dream career. So for me, being a career coach means helping you with your marketing materials, like your resume, cover letter, LinkedIn profile, um, but also helping you in other aspects of the job search. So like interviewing, how to negotiate your salary, um, how to leverage networking for success in the job search. So a career coach should really come alongside you and make the job search process a lot easier. Um, they should help you master the job search in a fraction of the amount of time that you would if you were doing it on your own. Wow. Okay, so if if there's somebody, you know, working mom, single mom, divorced mom, mom <laughs> that is on a job and, you know, they're unhappy, and they want to do something else. So they can come to you, and you will help them 
find their dream job. Your services will help them find their dream job, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of times that begins with self-discovery, right? So I work with women who feel stuck in their careers, and a lot of times women don't know what their dream job looks like. And we do a lot of self-discovery to kind of determine what are some recurring things in your life, things that you enjoy um, that can help you identify a job that you would be happy with on a daily basis. So um, those are definitely the kind of women that I work with, you know, moms, single moms, whatever, um, who are looking for that ultimate position that's going to bring them happiness and joy in their work. You know, a lot of people push back, Brittany, and say there's no such thing as a dream job. Like, you know, <laughs> um, but, you know, I believe there is jobs or, you know, businesses that you can own that really feel fulfilled. Um, don't you agree? Like, I mean, it won't be a perfect, but it's it's something that people can work at and really be fulfilled. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And I think that, the thing about a dream job or, you know, being an entrepreneur and enjoying what you do, it's all about doing your life's work. So I believe that we are each placed on here on this earth to do something to impact the lives of others. Um, and I think that that involves work. So whether you're working for someone else or you're working for yourself, I definitely feel like there is a match for everyone where they can be fulfilled at work. And I'm not saying that a job is going to be perfect. Um, but where they can be fulfilled and they can also contribute and give back. Um, so I definitely agree with that. Good. Now, in terms of attire, you're going on a job interview. Again, I've been out of the workforce, but I want people – what – back in the day, <laughs> they used to always say, you know, keep it very professional, wear black or blue. Like, what – the world has changed so much with hair and clothes and everything be, you know, just changing and evolving. How can you, or what advice do you have in terms of appearance for women or men when they're going for a job interview? How should they look? So I hear a lot of traditional advice, kind of like what you were saying, um, you know, wear black or blue on a navy blue on an interview. And I tend to think, the opposite. So you should always be professional. Um, you always want to dress for the job that you want and not the job you have. But one of the caveats to that is that I encourage people to dress in a way that is going to make them memorable. So let me just give you an example. I had a client, and I work primarily with women, but this, guy, this was a man, and he went on the interview, and I told him, I said, everyone else is going to be wearing black or blue. Do you have a different color suit jacket that you can wear? Because I knew he was an exceptional candidate. Um, and that he would stand out. So he went to the job interview in a pink suit jacket and got the job because he stood out. Oh, so wow. You, yes, he stood out. <laughs> yes, in a wow. pink suit, suit wow. jacket. And he stood out. He was an exceptional candidate, and they remembered, oh, the guy in the pink, you know. So um, you don't have to stick to black or blue. Black or blue are always going to be good um, for an interview, but you can also showcase your personality and what attire you're wearing to an interview as long as it's professional. And I just thought about something. It also depends on what type of job. I mean, maybe like if you're doing something in entertainment or fashion, you can be a little bit more bold, you know, than if you're going for the right. accountant interview, you know. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. It definitely depends on the job. (laughs) Uh Yes. 
Yes, yes. We're chatting with Brittany. Okay, continuing on. Now, Brittany, in terms of um, social media, we hear this all the time. Be careful what you do on social media, what you put on social media. Everything is now being seen by employers. I want to ask a couple of questions about social media. Okay, starting with job seekers, like what platforms would you say are the best or, you know, if you're looking for a job or a business you should be on? And um, how do you think employees should should post or, or put themselves out on social media? So what platforms, like, do you think are the best? Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, Facebook? So LinkedIn is going to by far – um, by a long shot, be the best platform for job seekers. And I can tell you that because the vast majority of recruiters are on LinkedIn, right? So I would say that's the best place for job seekers to be um, because that's where you're going to find the people that you want to connect with. And I'll just drop a little advice here on LinkedIn. A lot of job seekers will put in their headline, unemployed, looking for work, or in career transition. That is not how you want to grasp um, your LinkedIn headline. You want to make sure that you're putting in the job title that you would like to have because when we as recruiters search, we're never searching for unemployed. We're searching for a specific type of job. So if you're unemployed and you're a salesperson, you want to put salesperson or whatever job relates to the type of job you would like to have. As far as your second question for employees and how they should represent themselves on social media, I always say, you know, you want to make sure that anything you put on the web, you wouldn't mind it being in the the front page of the newspaper, right? So if you don't necessarily want to be found on social media by an employer or anyone, a lot of people use a different name um, or a nickname where it's not easily identifiable. But you want to make sure that everything that you're putting up is something that you wouldn't mind being read aloud. Um, so I would just use that as a piece of advice because a lot of times people use social media um, as recruiters and even as HR professionals to screen candidates out. And if you're a current employee, we we can use that um, as a tool to reprimand you, right? If you're not representing, if you're, if you're employed for my company and you're doing crazy things on social media, well, that's not going to be a good fit, right? So you just want to be very careful when you're using it. I like that. I like that. And, you know, a lot of times people always, are, you know, so scared of social media about what and everything. I like that you said, and I read somewhere, and maybe I, because I, I follow you, um, 59% of job seekers use social media um, to research the company, culture, or organizations they're interested in. So also, you know, um, people that are looking for jobs are really using social media. So it's a platform yes. that you want to be on LinkedIn. Now, if you own a business, is LinkedIn something that you should be on as well? Yes, absolutely. So LinkedIn is just a really good platform um, for employees or entrepreneurs. Um, I think that if you are a business owner, you can definitely leverage LinkedIn for success in your business. You just have to be very strategic about how you do it. One of the things that can help a business owner is that LinkedIn allows you to publish articles on that platform. And you can showcase your products or, you know, information about what you do on those platforms. And a lot of times they get a lot of reach. 
So I would definitely say that LinkedIn is a platform that should be used for business owners. You know what? A lot of people, like I personally, I love Instagram, right? But a lot of, I get like 100 requests for LinkedIn, LinkedIn. And I I need to go, after talking to you, Brittany, I think I'm going to go and make sure my, my profile is up to date and active and accept a lot of the requests. Now, does LinkedIn allow you to hide, <laughs> hide from people or will everybody see you on LinkedIn? No, you can choose to block um, whoever you don't want to see your profile, and you can connect with only who you want to connect with. So there's definitely – you don't have to allow everybody to see it. You can also, like when you post on LinkedIn, it will ask you if you want your post public or if you just want just your friends to see it. So you have options as to who sees what of your LinkedIn profile, just like Facebook where you can post and say, I want it public or I want anybody to be able to see it. It does give you those options. Now, what do you think about Twitter, um, you know, in terms so, of job seeking? and? So for me, Twitter is a good place for um, job seekers to go to learn about people who are working at the companies they would like to work for, right? So you can definitely do that with LinkedIn, but you can also do it with Twitter um, just to get the pulse of an organization to see what the company culture is like. You know, what are people who work for? for this company, what are they saying on Twitter? So I would definitely say Twitter is an avenue you can use as well. I love it. I love it. Now, how do you, if somebody's sitting back and listening to this and saying, wow, Brittany has a lot of information, how can you or can you tell us how people can know if coaching is right for them? Like, are there any things, like, um, we should think about in, before we decide, okay, I need a career coach? Yes, 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 yes. So one of the first things I always say um, when I tell people if they're going to consider working with me is to think about what they've been doing and and if it has worked, right? So if they're looking for a job and they've been looking for six months, something is not working. So that might be indicative of the fact that you need someone to come alongside you and help you. Um, One of the things that – another thing that I also tell people who are interested in working with me is if you're not willing to put in some serious work, it's not going to be a good fit. So I've had people who have um, expressed interest, and then when I lay out, hey, this is what we're going to have to do, this is what you're going to do, and this is what how I'm going to come alongside and help you, a lot of times they will say, oh, you know, I'm not really ready to do that much work, right? So make sure that you're (laughs) going to be just as invested in the process as I am. So those are the two big things that I would say. Um, that would help you determine if you're ready to work with a coach. Because I I specifically am not the kind of coach that says, here, I'm going to do everything for you. No, we're going to do some things together. And then there's going to be a lot of homework, a lot of research and things like that, that a job seeker would have to do on their own in order to be effective in their job search. Wow. Now, can you share some, just some high level things about when you're, when you're, searching for, like, some things that you should be willing to do, just high level, um, that you should be willing to do, because you're right, a lot of people want the benefits without the work, and it takes work, no matter if you own a business or, you uh, you know, you're, you're trying to work in corporate America. Um, can you share some things that you should be willing to do in order to be successful when you use a career coach? Yes. So one of the first things that you should be willing to do is a self-assessment, right? So any good career coach 
we'll have you go through a series of questions that will help you explore career options. And that could take an hour or two because it's an extensive list of questions. So you should be willing to invest in that. I would also say research, right? So researching an employer, um, researching specific individuals at a company, you would have to be committed to spending an extensive amount of time on doing research because that is going to be the catalyst for helping you identify this is what the dream job looks like for me. This is what people at that company, these are their credentials, this is their education, their previous experience. Um, So I would say those are two of the big things that, that someone should be willing to invest in. Oh, I like it. I like it. We are chatting live with Brittany King, Career Coach, the Career Collective. Did it to after you know you got laid off and you're like, wow, you know, I really gotta you know pay the bills and everything. What I guess two questions. Do you advise people, even though they're working because just don't know the economy, to be always saving because you never know when you're going to be laid off, and how much of an investment was it for you to start the Career Collective? Yes. So first question, absolutely, positively, yes. So always be saving. All You always want to be proactive. You never know what's going to happen, when you're going to get laid off. You know, when I was laid off, I thought I was going to be with that company forever. Um, and so you always want to be proactive with that. And as far as starting the career collective, so it wasn't a huge investment for me. I had a lot of people who were coming to me already asking me to help them find work. Um, and so for me, you know, I had to put up a website. Um, I had to get someone to help me with social media, branding. So I would say it wasn't more, at, like at the very beginning, it wasn't more than maybe a couple thousand dollars. Um, it wasn't oh, that's not bad. Investment. No, it wasn't at all. And, and I tell people all the time, if you want to start a business and you have a good idea um, and a laptop, there's a lot of things that you can do, <laughs> right? So there are sites now where you can build your own website. You can learn about branding and social media. So it doesn't require a huge investment depending on what kind of business you want to start. Yes, I I totally, totally agree. Now, we've talked about the laying off and everything, but there's also another side, which is promotions. And a lot of people always question, should I take this promotion to leave? I have to move. I, um, you know, I'm just undecided. Is this the right thing to do for my career? Can you talk about, um, you know, when a promotion may not be the best choice or how to determine if a promotion is the best choice or the best idea? Yes, so I actually wrote a blog post about this a a while ago, a few years ago, um, and I talked about when promotions are not a good thing. So a lot of times people will be in a job and they will be excelling and doing very well in their position, and then their employer will offer them a promotion to a position that is not necessarily within the same skill set that they were excelling in, right? So if you're getting promoted into a similar position that's with aligns with what you've been doing, um, then in that case, I feel like it's a good idea to move up. But sometimes people will get promoted into totally into a totally different arena, right? So it may be the same type or same department, but it'll be a different kind of job with different responsibilities that will really put them outside of their element. 
And I caution people on taking those kind of promotions because it could put you at risk ultimately for not performing well and for losing your job. So you really want to assess um, when you're offered a promotion, is this going to be the best fit for me? Um, you don't only want to consider the monetary compensation that will come along with the promotion, but also how are you going to fit into the new position? Is it going to be a fit for you and your skill set? So that's what I would say when dealing with promotions. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of times, even when I was in the workforce, it's like the money, the money, the money, but you know, it's not it's not about just the money. It's so much more, so much more, so yes. much more. We are chatting with Brittany, um, the founder of the Career Collective, and we're just talking about um, jobs, hiring, firing. Um, now, I wanted to, the whole purpose or the um, theme of this was how to get unstuck in your career, and a lot of people are stuck, right? They're not happy. There was something I read I think it was like 85% of people working are not really happy. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. So talk about just getting unstuck and, you know, any advice you have. Sure. So I'm going to go back to what I mentioned earlier about the first thing I always say is becoming irrationally optimistic. So if you're down on your luck, you've been laid off, or if you're in a job, you're, you hate a lot of time. Um, that translates to how you're doing your job search, right? So if you don't have a positive outlook, you're not going to get a positive outcome. So I really encourage people to undergo a paradigm shift where they're really being optimistic, right? So I often tell people, barring no restrictions, right, if you could have any job that you want, what would that job be? So I encourage people to write that down um, and really think about what the responsibilities of that job would look like, what would be the title, what kind of compensation would you have. And this is the same process that I did when I, before I landed my dream job. Um, but another piece of that is networking very efficiently, right? So a lot of times people feel like the people that they know the best are going to be the key to helping them find a job, and oftentimes that is not true. So you want to really leverage the weak connections that you have and reach out to them because they may not be aware of what you're looking for in your job search, but they may be that one person who can get your foot in the door. So you want to make sure that you're you're talking to those people that you have strong connections with, but also not ignoring your weak connections. Um, another thing that I encourage people to do as they're looking um, to get unstuck in their careers is to really seek out people who are in positions that they would like to have and connect with them. So you can do things like simply sending an email or a, a message on LinkedIn and saying, you know, hi, I'm so-and-so, you know, I'm looking to enter this field. I would love to learn more about how you've been successful, right? So you always want to go to people who are where you want to be and connect with them. So those would be my pieces of advice. I love it. I love it. Time always flies. We have a few more minutes, but I did want to get a question um, from our chat room about mentorship. So they asked, like, what do, what is your view on is, is mentoring and mentor and getting a mentor still very very important in the workplace? Absolutely, I think that that is so key to your success in the workplace. I think having a mentor who can advocate for you, who can come along and you know, give you encouragement, but also who can give you that constructive criticism is going to be key to your success, especially in the workforce. And I think that 
you have to be very strategic about who you allow to mentor you, right? Um, but I think that having a mentor is going to be just an integral part of your success in the workplace. Awesome. What are your thoughts on cover letters? Are they still very important when you send a resume, or can people just send resumes directly? Are cover letters still vital? I think that cover letters are absolutely still vital, but I would say that the way that people traditionally write cover letters are ineffective. So when I write cover letters for my clients, we usually start with a question. So something like, are you looking for um, a CEO with top-level experience in X, Y, and Z, right? So I always start with a question that will pique the reader's interest. Um, And then we may go into maybe about three sentences about their experience and then close. So you want to make sure your cover letter is not more than like 200 words. A lot of times people get very, very, very lengthy cover letters and nobody reads them. So I would say, yes, they're important, but you have to do them right. You have to do that. And they can come to you, thecorrectcollective.net, and seek out Brittany to help you. Um, you're very, very um, – you've got a lot of experience and wisdom. Before I let you go, Brittany, I did want to get your opinion. Okay, so – for those of you who know, sometimes you get some not-so-positive, I guess, feedback from employers. And I just think about the Monique situation where she's publicly, like, you know, um, expressing her feelings toward, like, Tyler Perry, Oprah, and I forgot the other guy um, that does Empire. Um, what are your thoughts about when you when you don't get, you know, when you don't get positive feedback or you're having a a performance evaluation that's not so positive, how should you react to set yourself up for success? Yeah, so I think that when you're receiving feedback that's not to hear, that's not so positive, right, um, I think you should always take away the bits of truth. So even if someone is saying something that's negative, take away what you can and and improve on that because that's going to help strengthen you for the next round of performance reviews or whatever is happening. I don't think that it's a good idea to, you know, become defensive or upset or angry. I think that we can always learn something. Even if someone is, you know, you have a manager that is the worst manager and they're just beating you down and they never have anything positive to say, take what they're saying and see how you can strengthen yourself in those areas because there's always room to grow, right? So you'll never reach the point where you're totally an expert at anything. So I think that you have to take everything with a grain of salt, but be willing to accept the constructive feedback so that you can better yourself. Excellent. And with that, can we please talk about your event that's coming up in Houston? Can you just share um, about your event and how people can attend or Absolutely. So we are hosting a career conference for job seekers. It is free for job seekers to attend. It will be taking place on June 17th in Sugarland, Texas at Friendship Community Bible Church. Um, It's free to register. We have a couple of spots left. If you would like to attend, you could just go to www.thecareercollective.net forward slash register. Um, There will be workshops. There's going to be a light brunch. There'll be a keynote session and networking. So it's going to be a great event and we would love to have you come out. 
Wow. Okay, so June 17th. I think I said 18th at the beginning, but June 17th. I love it. Brittany, you've said so much. Time has, it always flies by. <laughs> but again, <laughs> congratulations on being honored for your outstanding work at, in Houston at the Dare to Aspire conference. Um, please tell people how they can connect with you on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook. Sure. So on social media, um, for Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash the career collective on LinkedIn. You can just find me by my name, Brittany King, and that's how you can connect with me. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for your time and everyone. You have a fabulous day. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.